But let's look at this here. Uh, Genesis 2, this is when Jesus or God had already planted the garden and made the heavens, the earth, made the light, made man and woman. Uh, and then he says this, the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. What did, what did God form man out of? Dirt, dust, the ground, correct? The earth. God said, let, their, uh, let uh, <clears throat> the earth bring forth. And so once he created the land, he just dipped down and grabbed some dirt, grabbed some earth, and then he blew into that piece of uh, earth, and man became a living soul, correct? Yeah. This is that man, Adam. All right, let's look at uh, chapter 6 of Matthew. Okay, and this is going to be the subject of my sermon today. Can we read it together? Yes. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is... There your heart will be also. Let's read that last one is. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Look to your neighbor and say, where's your treasure? <clears throat> that is the subject of my sermon today. Where is your treasure? See, you look at the other person, the person behind you. Where is your treasure? Heavenly Father, bless your word. Let your word become life and rhema. Let it leap off the pages and into our heart. Let us understand and not just uh, uh, put words in our mind, but let that word become comprehensible in our mind. Let, let it be able, we can be able to comprehend it. Let our ears not just hear, but really listen and let our hearts to receive your word. Thank you, Lord. We ask in your name, Jesus. Amen. Here, um, I, we often read about this uh, scriptures, set of scriptures, and Jesus is speaking, and, and this is a, a sermon that started in chapter 5, right? In fact, the Beatitudes, he's on the Mount of Olives, and he's preaching, and then he goes to 6. And so between chapters 5, 6, and 7, it is a, a sermon that he's preaching. And here in Matthew 6, he talks to his disciples and he says, uh, Don't lay your treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. And oftentimes that, uh, I want to talk to you because in this time uh, of, of our season, in December, normally people are uh, looking to buy treasures. They're looking to uh, give gifts and receive gifts. Some gifts are uh, sentimental. Some gifts are of, of great value. Some gifts are of just simple things that people enjoy. But at the end of the day, uh, the person that gives it, consider it valuable and the person that receives it either receives it with joy or they just receive it. There are often times that we, has anybody here have ever been given a gift and uh, you wish they, you're, that they wouldn't give you that gift? 
That's never happened? Okay, all of you are just so nice. There have been gifts in my life that has been given to me, and uh, you want to be nice, but in your heart you're like, I wish they, wouldn't just, they would just shake my hand or, or just say hello. I really don't need this gift, especially when you didn't ask it or when you didn't need that gift. And so uh, here uh, Jesus talks about that. Do not lay up your treasures on earth. Do not lay your treasures on earth. Do not lay your treasures on earth. That word earth is synonymous with the word ground. That word earth is the same, uh, gives you an understanding that uh, there is a ground that it came out of. That he says, don't lay your treasures on earth earth. Don't lay your treasures on earth. I want to challenge you with this thought, and, and, and I want you to follow me, okay? Uh, oftentimes in this life we live that uh, there are a lot of noise. There is a lot of things trying to grab our attention. Uh, many times when people are struggling within their, uh, their relationship, their marriage, or they're struggling in their confidence, or they're struggling in their life, they are seeking man's wisdom. They are seeking uh, to look to other people to give them understanding. And yet here I want to get you to look at that it says that do not lay yourselves treasures on earth. On earth. earth. Because the moment that Adam sinned, that earth which he came out of became corrupt. Now I want you to follow me. Are you getting me? Uh, that means that oftentimes we are so dependent on other people that we are not depending on God. And that word earth means that God says that when, so, when you put all of your trust into someone or some things of this world, it can fail you. See, that word, oftentimes we are so dependent on other people and not really dependent on God's word. That's why Jesus says that heaven and earth may pass away, um, but my word is forever. That word heaven there means the sky, the atmosphere, uh, the things that we can see, the things that's been created. And, and, and so, so many times we are dependent on science. Well, so many times we are dependent on man's wisdom uh, and uh, worldly experience. And God says, don't Put your treasures in them. Oh, how many times that we, uh, I've read some things about people that they've spent their entire life, that they put their whole life, they change. Uh, women, oftentimes, they would change because they find a man or a, fair, a man finds them, and they begin to change and conform so that he would love them more or like them more. And all of a sudden, uh, 20 years, 25 years, 30 years later, uh, that man just leaves. And now that they have placed all of their treasure upon earth, upon something that is fading, upon people. You know, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, this, he says in chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he says this, And I, brethren, when I came to you, not with excellently of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except what? Jesus Christ. 
See, he says, I declare not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, in fear, in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You know, I want to tell you like this, brother and sister, why would I preach something like this? Because oftentimes we have placed our treasures or our trust, the things that we value in our life, upon things that are corrupting, the things that are, is going to fade away, the things uh, uh, we are so dependent on other people that we are not as dependent on God. Well, I want to challenge you and that even uh, to try God's word and really live God's word. You know, uh, you know the story when Jesus told that he says that those that listen to my word, uh, if he applies them, he will be like the man that built his house upon the rock. Okay, that word rock means it is the, the word Jesus. And he says in another scripture is like this. Don't be like a man that built his house upon the earth. There's other scriptures that says earth, uh, but then there's another scripture that says upon the sand. But then in Luke it says that don't build your house upon the earth. Uh, it, uh, oftentimes we think, oh, what is it? No, we are not depending on God as we ought or as we should. You see, oftentimes we are dependent upon our own ability. We are dependent upon the ability of others. We are dependent on the uh, ability of this world's wisdom. And God says, don't put all your treasure upon the earth. Don't build your house upon man's wisdom because when the storm comes, you won't stand. That's oftentimes, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't depend on each other. I'm not saying that uh, there aren't people in our life that is uh, 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 good and helpful. Uh, this church couldn't run if there weren't people like you. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, ultimately, are we really investing into the things of heaven? Are we really investing into the things of God? Or are we investing all of our gifts and stuff uh, and talents into the things of this world that won't last? Think about it. You know, it, it's funny. I was, I was at a, um, a uh, kind of like a, a fundraiser last night, and, and it was for... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, kids sports and 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 it was my daughter's uh, club volleyball and I remember speaking to a coach and and he he said something that really got me uh, because you know and he says man you know what money isn't everything and I, I thought wow here is he goes you know what money isn't everything he said the good thing is you have family you have relationship you have health uh, you have love he goes though there are things that are more important see what you recognize and this this coach uh, uh, is at the highest level that any person in sports would ever they were a former professional player they played on the national team you can imagine that if you're a sports person that you have reached a pinnacle of your sport, which is professional, which is to play for your country. 
And yet he said that, you know what, money isn't everything. Uh, money you know, won't make you happy as you should be. And he goes, there's more things in this life than just money. How about your health? And brothers and sisters, the reason why I say where's your treasure is oftentimes we forget that our dependent is not on the things of this world or people. Our dependence is on the person that never changed. Why else would Jesus say, my kingdom is not of this world? What? Of not of this world. I don't depend on this world for my kingdom. I don't depend on the, upon this world for my living. I don't depend upon this world for my wisdom. I don't depend upon this world for the guidance for my life that is richer and more deeper. Wow. How else would a person go through things and understand and have the response. How else would Jesus walk and be able to love people that is unlovable? How else are you and I going to be able to love people that hate us and try to destroy us? How else would we be able to do it? Because why? Our heart or the treasures of our heart is not of this world that's already always changing, but our heart is for the treasure that is in God that no person can ever take from you. Let me ask you another question, uh, this knowledge. People can take your stuff from you. They can take your house. They can take your car, right? They can take your smartphone. They can take your clothes. But they can never take the revelation of God that is in your life. They can never take the freedom that God offers. He says that they, the he that the Son has set free is free indeed. They, they can take your stuff. They can take your job. They can take your money. They can lay you off. They can take everything you own, but they can never take the divine peace that comes in God. See, brothers and sisters, when Jesus says, lay not up your treasure in earth, it represents don't just depend so much on your stuff. Don't so depend on so much of just your ability and that, the, uh, that, that your job provides. And those things are important. But ultimately, if God didn't want you to have that job, you wouldn't have it. And ultimately, if God didn't bless you with health, even if you were working, you couldn't work. And even if they wanted to give you that job, you couldn't take it because your health isn't there. See, brothers and sisters, you have to understand your treasure has to be placed in God because when God gives you a revelation, no one can take it from you. When God opens the door, no one can shut that door. Let's look at Luke chapter 12. Are you getting me? Yes. I'm glad you're getting me because what I learned is when we are believers in Christ, we have to depend more on God because guess what? When you put your treasures in earth, in other people only, when you put all this, they will disappoint you. They might steal from you. They might take from you. Guess what? It gets old. Uh, uh, and how does a, a man or woman been married 25 years and she's done everything? She's raised the kids. She's put them through school. And then when he made it, he just leaves. Wow. And then what you do? You see, but when you put your life into the hands of God, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll never disappoint you. He'll never, he, he might not be early, but he is never late and he's always on time. And that when, when you have nowhere else to go, you can go to God. And when you cry out to him, the Bible says that he will give you the answer. 
See, you have to believe that. Look at this in chapter Luke uh, uh, 12. And this is a story that Jesus spoke. And he spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. You see? And he brought with himself saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this and I will pull down my barns and build greater and there I will store all my crops and goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul shall be required of you. Then though, and whose will those things be which you have provided? And look what he said in verse 21. So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Oh, brothers and sisters, I, I don't believe that God cares how big your house is. He doesn't. He doesn't care if you drive one car or 50 cars. He doesn't care if uh, you, you drive in a $1,000 car or a $100,000 car. That's not God's interest. God blesses because we see through all the Bible that there were people that were very wealthy that God blessed. Abraham was very wealthy. Job was very wealthy, right? King Solomon. God has no problem with wealth. What he has a problem is what this guy is doing. He said that he, stored, he laid up treasures for himself and and what? And not rich toward God. See, he spent all of his life and his ability and his skill searching to edify himself and to enrich himself, but he didn't enrich his faith. He didn't enrich his spirit. He didn't enrich in the kingdom of God. God has nothing to, God doesn't care what you have. I can prove it to you. Because in the Bible, when God created Adam and Eve, he gave them the Garden of Eden, which was the best of the best. Think about it, right? They had everything they wanted and much, much more. He didn't care about it. What he cared was about the relationship for them to him. Brothers and sisters, I want to challenge you that during this season, while you have the hustle and bustle of Christmas, you're busy going here and there, nothing wrong with it, enjoy it. Christmas is a happy time. I enjoy Christmas, okay? Everybody enjoys Christmas, make you happy. It's wonderful. But take a moment to speak to the Lord. Take a moment and say, God, thank you. Take a moment and say, God, I want to not just be rich in earthly treasures, but I want to be rich in you. You know, I was on the phone with, we just had a man that uh, had died yesterday, one of the most powerful men of God to ever grace this planet, okay? In his life, he died yesterday at 79 years old. In his life, he has led 93, 94 million people to Christ, documented. That means they signed a piece of paper that they accepted Jesus. At 79, they said that he has documented 93 to 94 million salvations. Million. Okay? In a lifetime. They have it stored. Every, every paper of salvation, they have a warehouse they store it in. He died yesterday. And he was a spiritual father to a friend of mine. 
and I called my friend last night. I said, man, how are you doing? He said, I'm doing good. He goes, I find myself quoting him still today. And if you don't know who that is, it's Evangelist Reinhard Bonnke. If you've never know who that is, you need to Google him. Okay, one of the most amazing evangelists in our generation. 93, 94 million salvations. Okay? He died. And my friend on the phone said, I want to tell you a story. He knew that he was dying, and a man interviewed him. And he said, uh, Evangelist uh, uh, Bonke, how you going, what do you think when you're going to see Jesus? How are you going to react? He goes, what do you mean? He goes, you know, when you see Jesus. He goes, I have a relationship with Jesus. I already know him. Wow. He said, I already know him. So it's just me and him. We're just going to give us, you know, a hug, basically. He said, I already know him. It's not going to be a surprise to me. You know, I thought to myself, Wow. And I've been privileged to, uh, to, to, on several occasions, be on the same table with the evangelist. And, and he's prayed for me, and I've spoken to him. I've, I, I've met his wife. I mean, I'm like, wow. Even at that, he says, well, I would, he goes, would it surprise you? He goes, no, because I already have a relationship with my God. Yeah. And brothers and sisters, I want to challenge you that during this time of the season that not only your treasure is giving gifts, and that's great and that's wonderful, and I'm not saying uh, that you shouldn't have nice things. I'm not saying that, okay? I, I believe that as a child of God that you should prosper as your soul prosper. That's the gospel. But I challenge you that spend some time and lay treasures in God. Spend some time this holiday and read the word. Spend some time this holiday and worship him by yourself. Spend some time in the holiday and weep for the Lord. Spend some time this holiday and, and, and take a moment and quiet yourself and sit in your office, sit in your corner, sit in your bed, sit in your chair and begin to just say, God, I love you. Because I want to be today when people... If when I go, and maybe uh, I know I'm going, and people say, Pastor, you're going to be surprised when you get to heaven. Maybe some of the things I see, but I won't be surprised because I already have a relationship with Jesus. I already know his voice. I already know how he is. I, I already know how he talks. I already know how he sings. I already know how he prays. I already know. And that is our treasure that no one can take. See, brothers and sisters, every, things in your life, everybody can take it from you, your stuff, your house, your money, but they can never take the peace and the freedom that you and I have as believers. Get your treasure. And don't be like this guy that he's building bigger barn. He says that he laid up his treasure for himself, not for anyone else, for himself. Wow. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have things for yourself because I believe as a child of the king of kings, you should have things as well. But you know what? Be rich in God too. Right? Don't be rich just in stuff, but be rich in God too. Be rich with your heart. Be rich with your giving. Be rich with helping other people. Be rich with helping. You know, it's funny. I was sharing um, something with the director uh, last night, and we were volunteering, my daughter and I. 
we volunteer to stay after to clean up. You know, everybody, it's easy for everybody to set up, but when it's clean up and the doors, uh, the floors are dirty and food is everywhere, you know, it, it, cleaning up trash and things like that, nobody wants to stay. My daughter and I stayed. And, and, and one of the incentives is uh, uh, the director said that, you know, if you stay and help us, we'll, 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 we'll give you some, uh, some money. We'll pay you. And, it, uh, and, and I remember I said, you know what, uh, Luciana, let's go help and volunteer them. And I said, I don't care about the money. And, you know, and, and, and at first we're like, yeah, you know, they could give us money. And I said, no, we, we don't want it. And you know what? The next day as we were going, my daughter said something that really, and I shared it with the director's wife. I said, you know what my daughter said? I said, what? He goes, Dad, it was never about the money. It was about just helping. And his wife, the director's wife said, if my daughter said that, I'd probably cry. Your treasure is where your heart is. Where is your heart? Because I could tell you where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. If your treasure is for the things of God, it will be there. That's why some of you are so dedicated every week to be in God's house, come hell or high water, come headaches, stomach aches, come flu, fever, you're here, you fight traffic, you fight everything, while others, they're trying and they have other things, and I understand that, but you've got, you, your heart is here, and you are striving. Say, God, I want my treasure to be rich in you, because when you get to my age and you have kids, they're watching you. They're watching you. And you are more influential, those around you, than you believe. You have more influence than you realize. Don't just think that you just go to church. No, you're not going to church for yourself only, but you're actually going to church because of other people. Because the only time that other people see Christ is through you. Be rich in God and not just on stuff. There's nothing wrong with having stuff, okay? Can, can we get that okay? Because yeah. people are like, pastor's talking about? <laughs> no. Get your stuff. But don't be rich just in that. Be rich in generosity. Be rich in loving others. Be rich in helping. Be rich in reaching out. Be rich and let your light shine. Be rich in encouragement. Be rich in love. Be rich in joy. Be rich that when people are around you, they feel peace of God. Be rich in that. Be rich in the kingdom. Let us stand. Y'all weren't amening enough, so I figured I'd just cut it off early. <laughs> just kidding. You know what? <clears throat> I don't know where you are. Can I tell you that you know me? I'm a pretty transparent kind of pastor. But you know, I had a tough week, a lot of burdens to carry. You know, even before I came here, I had some things that I, I was dealing with in my mind. And I said, God, I can't carry this. You have to. You have to do it. You know, there's too many. You're the only one that have a, enough strength to do it. I can't do it. I'm just a man. And maybe that's you. You know, uh, sometimes you say, oh, but... You know, when you tell other people, they act like it's nothing. No, it's all relative. To you, it could be a big thing. Or to them, it might be a little thing. Whatever it is, whatever is your burden, the Bible says that cast your care upon him, 
for he care for you. If you're concerned, if you're fearful, if you're stressed, if you're worried, cast your care. You know, my daughter was worried about some things with her, her team. And I said, you know what the Bible says, baby girl? That God, if you would put your cares and cast it on him, he cares for you. And God has got a way to care for you. Let your heart be in him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we know that you are the one that sets us free. We know that you are the one that encourages us. You are the one that strengthens us. You are the one that walks before us, behind us. You are the one that orders our feet, uh, footsteps. You are the one that has made us free. And so, Lord, we want to be rich in you. We, we want to have our treasures in you, that our heart, God, follows that treasure. That treasure is to be with you, to have a relationship. And, God, that there is freedom in Jesus. There is freedom in Jesus. Where your, where's your treasure? Lord, we want our treasure to be rich in you. That we love more. We have more peace. We are more generous. We are more kind. We are more gentle. Lord, that we place our trust more in you, that we have more faith. Lord, bless your people. Lord, as they go this week, watch over them. Keep peace over them. Keep them in joy, hope, faith, whatever they're going. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus.